0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cameron Corner Podcast, where your geek slash nerd discussion podcast normally take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever Phil is talking about that day, and we've been around until we get bored. I am, as always, your host, Patrick, with me as my co host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. That is Dungeon Master in this place. Because uh, they were going over the UA playtest. Uh, this is playtest seven. Yes. Um, uh, we missed a couple, or at least one. Uh, I
1: don't think we've missed any like completely I think we've only just like there's just some that we've only like talked about in passing yeah. or we're gonna added to like a oops all topic stuff like that so that didn't like uh, that we just didn't think were meaty enough to to really go through
0: yeah um or we're qu- just too gigantic gigantic question Did, have they have they said anything about how many more rounds of playtests there are going to be before the book comes out um, I don't think they've said completely, but uh, considering
1: that there's still things that are being revised, um, we still probably got a minute to go. Okay. And the because I mean the, the anniversary is when it's it's next year. Okay. Uh, the books the books will be due out next year, but uh, but I I know we're definitely going to have to get at least one more revision of uh, of like the standard uh, species and stuff like that again. Because they're taking two shots at it in both times. Uh, the the, bird, uh, the
0: animal folk one has been kind of a flop. Just because they keep trying to shove ASMR into it. But not, not calling them ASMR.
1: Like, I think they'd be a lot better off if they just were like, hey, these are these are the new standard box for ASMR. Um, ASMR animal head people now. <laughs> I mean, th- they're filling, like, the same role, but they're trying to make them, like, very, very different and uh it's just it's just not working um but yeah so uh this one like everything in here is stuff the stuff that has already come out before we're just getting another like uh crack at it to make sh- to see how everything's balanced yeah
0: um, um and for the for the, if it, if this is your first time listening to us um what we mean when we say all when we say a lot of this uh, we're talking about the playtest rules for the newest um I don't want to call it edition, but the newest version, version or the newest rule set for uh, Dungeons & Dragons.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, next year marks uh, D&D's uh, 50th anniversary uh, slash the 10th year anniversary of 5th edition. Yeah. So, um, so like, they're, they've, they've been playtesting this pretty hard over the last year, even with all of the issues that Wizards has had. Um. That you can look up on your own time, or listen to any of our uh, previous episodes about some of the things that Wizards has had going on over the last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, but so today we're going to break this down into two parts. We promise the spellcasters will be coming at some point. Yeah. Uh, but if but we're both martial players for the most part. Yeah, and uh, so if they're gonna put in a barbarian and fighter revisions,
0: we're gonna talk about some barbarian and fighter revisions. Yeah, because uh, I'm sorry, I, I like I'm a simple man. I like the people that hit stuff hard. Um, and then uh, next
1: time we do an episode, uh, uh, we'll do the the spellcasters, the wizard, because the, there's a new revision for the warlock, wizard, and, uh, uh, sorcerer. and sorcerer. And we didn't go into the, any of those last time. We kept saying we we're going to do it, and we just it got put off
0: until. They were no longer, yeah, uh, and, the and, hotness, <laughs> and, we, and we we would we would do them all at once. But this is a big ass playtest. test, yeah. Hey, I mean, this is like Jared Jared uh, talked about earlier off off the mic. This is fifty four pages,
1: yeah, versus like uh, like when that when the last one came out that had them in it. Uh, we also had to break that up into episodes for Marshalls and uh, the Spellcasters because it was like seventy nine
0: pages long. So yeah, and we're 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 getting older people.
1: Well, it's not just that, but I don't think, uh, uh, without breaking it up, it would just be like a four-hour long listen,
0: and yeah. ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, don't get wrong. Yeah, you can definitely go into the earlier Cabin Corner history, and you can find four- and six-hour episodes I have put up, but yeah. don't do that to yourself. <laughs> or do. Um, watch, watch, that, that's, watch, what, that's what
1: that's true fans do.
0: Watch Snyder's Justice League instead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what true fans do. If, if if true fans can can petition for a movie that uh, clearly did not exist, uh, then they can uh, they can listen to us. Yeah, ramble. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started here. Um, so today we're going to cover uh, Barbarian Fighter
0: um, and a few of the and a few of the weapon re- revisions. Barbarian Fighter they do have subclasses with them in this playtest.
1: Yes, um, multiple. Yeah, uh, I think they both have four each. So this is still going to be a chunk. Um, but, so, jumping right into it, I'll go ahead and tell you that hit points, uh, proficiency, saving throws, armor training, all of that, none of it's different. Yeah. Um, uh, you still get your strength and constitution. You still get to choose two between animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. Uh, you get simple weapon and martial weapons, no tools. Uh, D12 health. So,
0: all of that, it's exactly as you remember it. Which I don't, I don't think anybody was clamoring for that to change.
1: No. Um, I I actually do have something that I, I've been thinking about for the barbarian for a minute now. I'll bring it up in a second when we get to level two, but we're just going to go through this level by level first, the base, and then we'll go through the, uh, uh through the the subclasses. Um, now, one thing they have changed uh, since the last time we talked about it is they got rid of the idea of every class gaining its subclass features at locked intervals like before it was like three seven ten and thirteen where the four times your subclass were going to come in and every single class had them like that yeah that is no longer the case um so we're back to you never know when you're like other than like well not even like level level three that that's gone too now because some classes are back to getting their subclass, like, at level one or two.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even in, even in base with edition, there were some classes that were exceptions to the rule. Yes, but
1: I'm just saying that, like, they had completely gotten rid of it, for, like, uh, in one of the revisions, where every single class had that as, as its box standard. Yeah. And they got rid of it. Um, which will which, probably work out best for Druid. Yeah. Druid is being bogged down.
0: But that, that does kind of, kind of bite. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how that works for balance. Because there are going to be some classes that just are going to have a bunch of dead levels. Well, they still don't have any... No, no
1: class is any dead level. I can go ahead and tell you that. Um, every class still gains something. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, before... You don't like... Because the way it was actually working out was classes were getting dead levels while still getting features. Because the feature that they, they were waiting to put in were not impressive. Yeah. For instance, it took to level 11 for the druid to get uh, tiny shape. Mm-hmm. And that's... Nuts! Uh, why is it why, why is it eat, uh, so much more complicated for them to turn to a squirrel than to a giant crocodile? Conservation of mass. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, level one. So we are dealing with uh, uh, on on the uh, on the little statistics board for your for your class. You have a rage pool, uh, your rage damage uh, modifier, and your weapon mastery. Uh, barbarians are martial classes, so they will get to master so many weapons. Um, this is a thing I'm going to go ahead and say, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second, I'll talk about it right when we get to it. So, uh, you get rage, rage is exactly as you remember it, uh, nothing has been changed about it, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, period, magical does not matter, um, if the damage type or any of those three, you resist it, yeah, you take half damage from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When
0: uh, when dealing with rage damage, uh, I, I wish they would include force in that, but I I understand why they don't.
1: Yeah, oh, I actually never thought about that. That actually yeah. would be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Um, now, uh, rage damage, uh, same as before. You get to add whatever your rage damage bonus is. Um, it's plus two. It goes up to plus four at tops. Uh, rages per day go up to uh, six.
0: Um, so. so I- I think most of that was the same as before. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and
1: say something here. Uh, I actually think the rage damage is kind of a silly thing to add in for barbarians. I actually always thought it was silly. The plus two is nice, um,
0: but considering that it only goes up to plus four anyway, like I don't feel almost wish it scaled similar to the uh, to sneak attack. It feels like just like a a d4 or a d6 that you could add on to the add on to damage. Maybe something
1: because like barbarian feels two feels two roles. It feels damage dealer and tank.
0: Yeah, and it, it and you're norm, you're already doing a lot of damage just because you're probably because your your primary ability is strength. You're if you're walking around with a 17 18 strength, you're hopefully to God you're you're carrying around a big old weapon. Yeah, so you're gonna be doing a lot of burst damage anyway. Um. Is like you know is the difference between doing oh okay I swing for twenty seven or I swing for twenty nine
1: yeah like uh, considering that it only go it only ever goes up by two points
0: yeah. I don't know which is not really noticeable at level eight yeah hopefully by level eight you you you're you're doing boatloads of damage um now I mean to be
1: fair like barbarians only ever get two swings versus like a fighter who can take up to four yeah but even then, um, uh, uh, you're, all you're doing is increasing your minimum, really, more than anything else. Because uh, you're going to hit your maximum much less often. Uh, but anyway, uh, you have uh, strength advantage. You have advantage on strength uh, checks and strength saving throws.
0: Oh, that's the same.
1: Yep. And uh, you can't maintain concentration and you can't cast spells. All of these are exactly the same. Uh, your rage uh, lasts until the end of your next turn, and it ends early if you don heavy armor or have the incapacitated condition. If your rage is still active on the next turn, uh, you can extend the rage for another round by doing one or more of the following. Make attack roll against the enemy, force an enemy to make a saving throw, or take a bonus action to extend your rage. Each time the rage is extended, it lasts until the end of your next turn. You can maintain rage uh, for up to 10 minutes. You can enter your rage a number of times shown on the, on the thing and uh, you regain all expended uses when you finish long rest. So, this is a change. Uh, before, it basically, if you didn't attack or take damage, it dropped you out of rage. It dropped you out of rage. Now you have to make an attack or spend a bonus action. Apparently, taking damage no longer factors into uh, extending your rage. Meaning I'm, now I'm, it's I'm fine with that. Now now your your rages are eating into your action economy a little bit.
0: Yeah, but also like if you if you miss on your turn. Well, it does say make an attack roll. It does not say hit. Yeah, but before you had to do or receive damage. Yeah. So, before, if you missed on your attack and the enemy just ignored you, um, you know, it, it dropped you out of rage. Yeah. Um. Now, practically, I can't think of very many GMs that actually kept track of that, but rules is written.
1: Yeah, because uh, players will often cheese things too much anyway. Like... I've often felt that, like, dropping out of rage on misses and stuff like that was always a little bit silly. Uh, I always felt that the effort was what mattered. Yeah. Because your caterer is still swinging angrily, and when they're being attacked, even if, if they get missed, they're still being, like, they're still having to deal, like, thematically and, you know, theater of the mind with, like, somebody who is trying to kill them. Yeah. Um, they're not being swashbucklery about it. Like uh, they they've knocked the blow aside because they're pissed. Um, but uh, so, uh, but yeah. So bonus action to extend your rage. It's not it's not necessarily a bad idea, especially because it's not something you have to do. Uh, Is it's,
0: it's you spend a bonus action if you didn't attack that round? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Uh, so if you had to move and dash, you can the bonus action so you don't screw up your rage. Right. Uh, You can keep it going.
1: Uh, Hold on. Yeah, Yeah, it's a bonus action to enter Rage to begin with. Okay, so I just want to make sure that was still clear. Uh, Unarmored defense. While you aren't wearing any armor, your base armor class equals 10 plus your dex plus your con, uh, you can use a shield and gain this uh, benefit. This is something I wanted to bring up. Um, barbarians are technically capable of wearing uh, medium armor. Yes. Um, uh, half plate gives you an AC of seventeen. Uh, I think so. Uh, it does. <laughs> it's, it's it's what my main uses. An um, armor defense seems
0: like almost too little of a bonus to me. Yeah, because if you're going, if you were going standard array uh 15 14 13 and prioritizing your your primaries that's only going to give you a 13 uh, AC Yeah. Uh 15 with a shield. Yeah. I mean, you want to get hit I mean, and you're all and you and you do have a damage mitigating ability with rage. Yeah. So it's not it's not terrible, but you know, in just D&D uh you don't want to get Taking no damage is better than taking reduced damage. Yeah. Um, so I,
1: I've always felt that barbarians, like, uh, the fact that they could always take that, um, like, take a, a, a good uh, medium armor, like, your AC is never going to be able to catch up with that. Yeah. Especially because, like, medium armor allows you a, a, a 2 cap on your uh, AC. If you have medium armor mastery, it's 3. So, uh a barbarian in with medium armor mastery as as one of their feats, uh and a 16 dexterity has a 20 AC, 22 with a shield. Yep. Plus all of their abilities to uh to mitigate damage, you are like you're impossible. You're almost you're damn near impossible to kill.
0: Yep. And um like just to 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 as a, as a small, you know, aside of what we've been doing lately, Um, you know, Baldur's Gate has come out on consoles recently, so we've been, uh, me, Jared, and Ryan, and probably other members of our friend group have been tearing ass through that game. Yeah. And, um, with the Barbarian that they give you, Karlak, has now taught me, oh, unarmored defense is trash. is garbage. Yeah. I, I I put her in medium armor all the time.
1: Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I mean, the only thing that like the only thing that matters is like rage specifically says that you can't be wearing uh, heavy armor. Yeah. So like you couldn't take a thing to give you heavy armor and then keep raging, um, which in and of itself is also a little bit silly. Like, what? like there's plenty of like myth and legend of people who are using things that are equivalent to heavy armor. Yeah. Uh, who are doing the equivalent of raging in their stories. I mean, even
0: just keeping to pop culture. Look at the uh, Space Marines in Warhammer forty k.
1: Look at Guts from Berserk.
0: Yeah, in uh, his Berserker armor, that, right. that's full plate. Well, is it?
1: Oh, the 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 berser- Yeah, that's full plate.
0: Wait, uh, well, tell me that. I've You're never, thinking of Black Swordsman. I've never seen. I've never seen his Berserk armor. I've only ever seen Guts as Black Swordsman, yeah. and that to me, all, that always looks like half plate. Yeah, that that's half plate. Either half or plate, plate or or, a, or breastplate. Uh, yeah,
1: or a scale mill. Yeah. Um. But like, but also like a prototypical example of somebody who is wearing, you know, full plate and
0: I don't know. Unarmed um, defense always felt a little bit silly to me. Well, I'll just tell you, Guts isn't a barbarian; he's just a really angry fighter. That is absolutely untrue. Guts literally
1: has a demon like like presence that lives in his brain. Uh, he's straight up a barbarian. Um, uh, but moving moving on, I just wanted to get that out that like I've always thought that was a bit of a silly thing uh, cuz it's just it's it's not worth doing I mean, it, it's, because they don't give you any benefits to not wearing armor. Like this aside, like
0: you're not getting any actual true benefits from not wearing. Yeah, cuz barbarian like cuz I remember I remember in, in earlier editions they also they also moved faster. They got like monk style movement bonuses.
1: Yeah, which I mean, they have fast movement here uh, at level five. Fast movement, your you're in speed increases by ten feet while you aren't wearing heavy armor. Okay, so that's something. But it's still just not heavy armor, so it's not oh, like wait,
0: fast movement. You can't be wearing any armor. Heavy armor. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so what I'm saying is like, okay, that's that's heavy armor, but they're they still running around that fast in the medium armor. What if if it was if it was legitimately like here's a path you take where you where you go, uh, pure you know uh, uh, nips out. And that's how you go the barbarian style. Mm-hmm. Um, like I get that. Like if, if they had options for you, but considering that this is this isn't how that game, how this game works, it's probably split it's, paths. It's like probably that,
0: equipment balancing issues. It might be, but it still like, makes sense. Because like starting equipment probably has to be balanced against each other as well. If they and if they want to give you like, uh, you know, great axe and or battle axe and shield, yeah, you know, you might not be able to afford uh, the I'm forget, I'm trying to remember what the breastplate or no, you whatever, whatever, to, or earth, whatever like early, you know. yeah. Yeah, breastplate's
1: like 300 gold.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: I'm I'm not saying anything against that I'm just saying that like uh, that's something that, that, that'll be overcome in like a session or two. Yeah, typically.
0: So, um, but they but they also you know you, they don't know you might be playing this at AL.
1: Yeah, um, which is supposed to be the most balanced uh, form of playing. But as someone who, like, runs uh, weekly AL games, like, I don't know. I, I still just don't think uh, on armor Defense is something that's, like, it's, I guess it's it's one of the things, like, I, I don't, if it got taken out of the game, I almost probably wouldn't even notice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. Because it, it feels like it's only there for a specific pop culture view of a certain barbarian archetype. Yeah. Like if you if you want to play furry underwear Conan, yeah. Like maybe
1: maybe even I might I might appreciate it more if it was like strength and constitution, like ten plus strength and constitution. Your next year would goes be something. out of it.
0: Yeah, because I mean at level one that'd be, uh, assuming you got a plus two and thing you're good at, so three, two, one, so sixteen AC. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like that 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 I
0: feel would be like a little more interesting. Um, Sixteen AC, eighteen with the shield, because your
1: dexterity would imply that like you're not even trying to dodge these blows. You're just literally you're overcoming them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that's that's not for me to decide. It's just a little thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, weapon mastery. Your training with weapons allows you to master the property of two kinds of simple or or martial melee weapons, uh, such as great axes or hand axes. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can practice weapon drills and change one of those weapon choices. So here's another thing that I find very 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 useless. Okay. Um, The reason being is, because every day you can change what your weapon choices are, why does it matter that you go from two to four? Who was wielding four different weapon types uh, that they need to be switching out on the fly like that? And they need them every single day. They need all four weapons.
0: I can only think of one.
1: Yeah, and it's a very specific character that Ryan plays. Yeah. And that is it. That is the only person I can think of, um,
0: and and even then, that was mostly for like shits and gigs. It's like that's what four weapon masteries sap, makes you sound like you're playing a Liefeld character. <laughs> <laughs> you're you got 17 guns, and you got a specific use for all 17 of them.
1: I mean, cause that's like a great axe, a two handed longsword, uh, a halberd, and a trident. I guess. Yeah. Like what? What do you need all four of those to have their weapon masteries for? Like
0: two makes sense because you have your like a melee and melee then, and range and then like your range, yeah. Um, Maybe three to do a special thing with your oh shit dagger.
1: Yeah, but four just seems really, really overkill for once again something you can switch out every single day. Um, just something I thought was kind of silly. Um, I understand, I kind of understand because they're trying to get this weapon mastery system up and running, but it feels like something that would almost just need to be immediately revised anyway. Yeah. Um, cause I like the weapon mastery system. I just don't think that like every class being able to have
0: like well, so it, much it's, of it-, it. Most, it's also because you're getting weapon mastery with a suite of weapons. Yeah. Like you're getting weapon mastery blades, weapon mastery heavy, you know, the, the, I can't think of very many campaigns where I'm going to have four different types of weapons that I'm mastered in. And then even three, four sessions later, I'm going to have four different weapons that I need four different masteries in.
1: Yeah. Um, and once again, like for Barbarian or something like that, I would find this much more interesting. Personally, I'd find it more interesting if it was one.
0: Yeah. Well, like if they narrowed it down like you, were, you got weapon mastery, great axe weapon mastery mall, you Yeah. Know, if it was one specific
1: weapon. um, But, uh, but yeah, so I, I, like, to me, to me, if it was, if it was like one thing, then like, hey, your, your, your caterers focus on that one thing and they can, hey, they can switch it out every day. Yeah. And then maybe they get two, like, eventually, and then maybe three later on. Like, that's where I would kind of cap it out. But keep the barbarians because this is, not like they're not supposed to be like, Regal trained fighters That's what fighters are for Like This is I've picked up my big heavy thing I'm gonna just I'm gonna get good at swinging that one thing Yeah Um Uh But just starting off with two Like I don't know It just It's not like it's a It's a balance issue It's just a it's, It kind of comes off a little bit silly to me Uh Level two Danger sense Uh They brought danger sense back For level two Uh Uh, You have uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws, provided that you do not have the incapacitated condition. Another thing that, now that they've brought this back, makes Barbarians extremely busted. Because dexterity is not one of your um, proficiencies. Yeah. It is strength and con, and if you're raging, you already get to add uh, advantage on your strength saving throws. Now you have advantage on your your dexterity saving throws, and your con's probably going to be high because you get that 12 health, and you're going to want to... Be able to take as many hits as possible.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, a note, noteworthy um, uh, addition to it now, as opposed to a previous uh, playtest, uh, Danger Sense works when you're blind or deaf as well. Yep. The only thing you can't, uh, the, now it is
1: fully a Spider Sense. Yeah. If you're making Spider Man, he's got to be at least two levels of Barbarian. <laughs> Which makes have, sense. He's got to have most, that black suit in him. I was like, it's, it's, it makes sense for most Spider folks. Uh, that they got, they got that rage point. And they hit. Uh, Miles Morales was very aware that he had it in him to beat uh, Steve, uh, Steve Steve Rogers, Rogers to, to death. death. <laughs> uh,
0: there's there's so many people that that read that story and they're like, oh, Miles, that skinny little skinny kid can never beat Captain America. Y'all forgot how strong Spider Men are. <laughs>
1: yeah. Miles didn't want to do it. He just kind of knew that if if. Uh, in the right circumstances for the right reasons that everybody's got a dark place. They got a button that you just can't push. And apparently he was destined to like, to, Steve was destined to push that button on him. Uh, Cause that's what that whole storyline is about. And he was going to do it. And he didn't want it. But anyway, uh, level three, you get your, um, you get your archetype, your subclass. Uh, you also gain primal knowledge where you get to gain another uh, skill from your skill list. And while your rage is active, um, you can attempt. Uh, uh, you can make a ability check using one of the following skills. You can make it as a strength check, even if it's normally something different. So you can make strength based acrobatics, intimidation, perception, stealth, or survival. You are Th- so angry. <laughs> this was actually there before. Yes, <laughs> but it does not change the fact that you are so angry that you strength your way into stealth. Yeah. God damn it! I'm gonna
0: hide. It's like. I can think of a of a of a strength rage reason for just about every other one of those skills except stealth.
1: Like perception, hey, your adrenaline's up.
0: Yeah, you're like you know, I can get that.
1: Like, it's a little bit silly if you if you take it just at face value. You don't think about it a little bit, but stealth is the hard one.
0: Ste- I, I, I like to believe that you know, with stealth, he's like throwing his voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got you when you're when you're raging, you got really good at ventriloquy
1: uh four ability score improvement, five extra attack, uh five extra movement. Uh seven feral instinct. Uh your instincts are honed, so you have advantage on initiative rolls. Um so uh, this is that's also in 5th edition is it not? Uh I'm not, I'm not going to go through what exactly is new. It's just one of the things I'm uh, okay. is, I don't I don't want to have to bring up side by side books. Um I, I just want to take this in for as it is, not how it was con- compared to before. Uh, anything that just jumps out is just the stuff I will, we'll discuss. Uh, also at 7, instinctive pounce. As part of your bonus action uh, that you take to enter your rage, you can move up to half of your speed, which is not bad. Yeah. Especially since you've already, uh, since you've, uh, already gotten your, your uh, speed increase. So um, most likely you're moving at 40, uh, pretty much minimum, or if you're one of the other uh, species that can that can move a little bit faster, you're moving a little bit faster. Like that ain't bad. Uh, brutal crit at level nine. When you score a critical hit with a weapon using the strength or an unarmed strike, uh, uh, the target takes a D12 extra damage of the same dealt uh, the same type dealt. The extra damage increases by D12 when you reach uh, level 13 and 17. So a uh, 17 barbarian is doing. Uh, is doing
0: 5D... Tw- uh, if they're using, a, like, a great axe, they're doing basically 5D12. I'm, I'm cool with this. This, is, this means All Might is still a barbarian build.
1: <laughs> is, is that is that his United States of Smash? I mean, pick your state. <laughs> <laughs> uh Relentless Rage. You can keep uh, you can keep your fighting despite Grievous Wounds. Uh, if you drop to zero hit points while your rage is active, you don't die outright. You make a DC 10 Constitution saving throw. If you succeed, your hit points instead change to a number equal to twice your Barbarian level. Each time you use this feature after the first, the DC increases by five. Uh, and when you finish a short rest, the DC resets to uh, 10. Man literally too angry to die. I mean, like, let's see, you're level 11 by that point, so you have a plus four... Uh, let's just say you're a 16, uh, con. Yeah. that's pretty fair for most Barbarian builds.
0: So, that's a plus 7. So, uh, like... So that means you have a, uh, 85% chance to make the roll the first time? Yeah. Um, and not bad for
1: for at least the second one. Uh, third one, you're you're getting a little bit tough. Uh, and fourth, you, you,
0: you gotta be praying by that point. Uh... But that that also that also means uh, you know that's four rounds. So hopefully your party's doing something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ho- hopefully,
0: hopefully, they might have your back. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, hopefully by level eleven you're not just entering random prize fights with people <laughs> way over your <laughs> over your power level, and <laughs> just like, hey, I ain't hear no bell.
1: <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, level 15, Persistent Rage. If you roll initiative and you have no uh, rage remaining, you regain one uh, expended use of it. Uh, in addition, your rage is so fierce that it now lasts for 10 minutes without you need to do a goddamn thing to extend it from round to round. Uh, the rage ends early if you have the unconscious condition or don heavy armor. It takes 10 minutes to don heavy armor. Uh, <laughs> five if you have help. Yeah. Uh, if you're raging during this entire time, like, that's hilarious. Although, so if, if there was a wizard spell
0: to put heavy armor on you, <laughs> I, hey, I, if you have a wizard tower next to some barbarian tribes, animate this the armor in your in your house to just apply itself to to whoever comes in, and then they won't be angry anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, indomitable might. Uh, if your total for a strength check or strength saving throw is less than your strength score, uh, you can use that score in place for the total. <laughs> what? So if you roll a strength check and That's let's say your strength your is strength 20, let's say if your strength is 20, then you just get to be like, nah, 20. It was 20. <laughs> we don't do less than that. <laughs> Uh, and then level 20, Primal Champion. You embody Primal champ, uh, primal Power. Your Strength and Constitution uh, scores increased by 4, and their maximum is now 24.
0: The, the, you're, it's not, you're very much incentivized to cap your... Uh, strength you, and your con. Well, to cap whatever your primary ability is uh, for your class. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, that's not bad.
1: Yeah. I mean... Uh, Hell, like getting a plus two to con, uh, uh, like sorry, a plus a plus two addition to your con, um, at level twenty, you're gaining uh, forty hit points right then and there. Yep. Yeah. So if you're doing an epic level game, um, you are beyond hard to kill. All right. So uh, path of berserker, um, frenzy. You can go into a frenzy in battle if you use your reckless attack while your rage is active. You deal uh, extra damage, wait a minute, did Reckless Attack not pop up? Oh, Reckless Attack, level yeah, two, level two. I, we, just, we just didn't say anything. Uh, reckless Attack, you can throw aside all concern for your defense when you attack with uh, fear and desperation. When you make your first attack roll on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly. Uh, doing so gives you advantage on the attack uh, on attack rolls using strength until the
0: start of your next turn. But attack rolls against you have advantage at the same time. So I'm wondering if Larian got notes before the game came out why is that? Because this is how Karlax Reckless Attack works. Yes, it, it lasts until the next turn.
1: Yes. Um. So what that what that essentially means, if, if you're if you're if you're like wondering what the difference is, uh, opportunity attacks have Reckless Attack as well. Yeah. So that's very very helpful. Um. But yeah. So frenzy. Uh. You can go into a frenzy if you use Reckless Attack while your rage is active. You can deal extra damage to the first target you hit, uh, on your turn with a strength based attack. To determine the extra damage, roll a number of d6s equal to your rage bonus, uh, your rage damage bonus, and add them together. The damage is the same type as the weapon for uh, or unarmed strike used for the attack. Now, see, that's more what we're yeah. talking about. That is a that's a that's a boon. Uh, level six, mindless rage. You have immunity to charmed and frightened while your rage is active. If you're charmed or frightened when you enter your rage, the condition ends. I like that. Uh, you're gonna like retaliation better. Uh, Retaliation is level 10. I can like both. When you take damage from a creature that is within 5 feet of you, you can use your reaction to make one melee attack against that creature using a weapon or unarmed strike. You motherfucker! (laughs) That is 100% (laughs) the you motherfucker ability. (laughs) Son of a bitch! Uh, Level 14, Intimidating Presence. As a bonus action, you can strike terror into others with your menacing presence as you swell with primal power. When you do so, each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you, or 60 feet of you if your rage is active, uh, must make a Wisdom saving throw, uh, DC 8 plus proficiency plus your Strength modifier, provided the creature isn't behind total cover. Which I think is, uh, should be changed to as long as they uh, as long as, as, as they, they can, can see you. you or hear you, <laughs> uh, because it's way scarier if you're behind total cover. Like just because you're like, oh, they don't see me right now,
0: that don't mean like watch a horror movie. <laughs> Um, or mean, just or not even necessarily to keep it horror. Just you know, if you hear Hulk smash, but you don't see the green guy. Yeah. On a failed save, the creature is the frightened
1: condition for one minute. At the uh, at the end of each of their frightened uh, Creatures turn, the creature must repeat the saving throw. Uh, once you speak, once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Um, so, level fourteen, a uh, frightened condition isn't really
0: super great. No. It, it's most really not. most things should have either really good will saves or ways to resist it, or there's just going to be a bunch of them, and they can't all fail the save.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, it does actually say each creature. Like, there's not a limit to the amount of creatures.
0: Yeah, and you get to choose who they are. So, like, but it's also within 30 feet,
1: uh, 60 if you're already raging. Yeah. So, like, this can be a big cool thing to be the capstone for Path of Berserker is a little bit weak to me. Yeah. Uh, I like this ability a lot. I think it's a really fun ability. I actually think this would be better off as like a, almost like as a lower level one, um, like mindless rage. I would be like, oh yeah, fucking switch it out for mindless rage. Get rid of mindless
0: rage entirely. Get a new capstone in there. Um, but uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I would give. Path of Berserker. Um, at level fourteen instead. Hey.
1: Um, give them what they used to have, uh, the, uh, bonus attack, uh... Oh, yeah, bonus attack if you kill somebody. Uh, well, bonus attack... Or if uh, you crit somebody, yeah. Well, bonus attack if you just, like, you could just, while you're in Frenzy, uh, you can just take a bonus attack. Uh, as a bonus action. Yeah. That's, that's good. Because that gives you three attacks that gives attacks you per turn. attacks, yeah. Yeah. Um, and at level 14, hey, that makes sense. Um, like, that's what I would do, for like, for a capstone for it. But, um... Because I mean, you're doing that plus with your uh, your frenzy like damage, like you hitting motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Um, all right, Path of the Wild Heart. If uh, if you've played uh, Baldur's uh, Gate, Gate three, you're pretty familiar with this. This is not going to be as good, I tell you. Um, so uh, level three, Animal Speaker. You can cast uh, Beast Sense and speak with animals uh, spells, but only as rituals. Wisdom is the spellcasting ability for them. All right, Rage of the Wilds. Your Rage taps in the primal power of animals. You gain one of the following options of your choice. Uh, whenever you gain a barbarian level, you can change your choice. Bear. When you activate your Rage, choose two damage types other than Force or Psychic, um, and you have resistance to the uh, to the chosen types until the Rage ends. The way that is different is Bear um, in like if you play Baldur's Gate 3, makes you resistant to everything except for Psychic. Yeah. Um, and they've been playtesting it around, and they were just like, hey, it made the Barbarian too unstoppably powerful. It, it was, it was becoming just almost impossible to take down a Barbarian character. Um, so, that, that is why that happened, they changed it, to, and two's not bad. Um, because you get to do it every time you enter your rage, so you can, yeah. you can adapt to your To fighting. whatever you're
0: fighting. Yeah. Oh, we're fighting a green dragon. I probably need to be resistant to acid.
1: Yeah, and you still have your base uh, resistances anyway, so it's not like you gave up those.
0: I got my see. I my barbarian would have just died because I should I should have said poison. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, so I actually don't hate that 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 nerf. I know some people might. Uh, I've heard some people already complaining about it, but it's like. Bro, they they literally handed you the world the first time. You got to be a little bit more realistic when it's like. Uh, when I still think this is perfectly just as applicable because it's because if you're doing your uh, if you're figuring if you're strategizing right, it, it makes that a little bit more worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Eagle, when you activate your rage, is a bonus action. While it's active, you can take both disengage and the dash, act, uh, dash action. Nice uh, as mobility. a bonus action, yeah. So it makes you a little bit more, uh, a little more agile, kind of like a, a rogue, uh, wolf. Uh, while your rage is active, your allies have advantage on melee attacks, uh, attack rolls against any uh, enemy of yours within ten feet. It gives you tactics, pack tactics. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I was,
0: I, I was like, oh, damn, Jared just
1: had a stroke. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, it's a, it's a very common verbiage in, um, in AL. Uh, people love having tactics. Uh, they've gotten rid of it from almost every species uh, in in current fifth edition. Uh, like kobolds used to have it and stuff like that. And Pactix was just so like just really really good. Yeah. So yeah, being able to have something that gave that, that reintroduces pactics, hey, that's that's great. Especially because you're you're giving it to everyone else. Um, aspect of the wilds. Um, you gain one of the uh, following options of your choice when you're a barbarian. You can change it. Uh, Elephant. You gain proficiency in athletics or insight. Uh, If you already have proficiency in the skill, you gain expertise in it instead, uh, which is a pretty good passive.
0: Yeah, because most barbarians are probably going to have athletics anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, Insight's hilarious, but it it gives you kind of more of a chieftain feel. Uh, Owl. You gain proficiency in the investigation or perception skill. If you already have it, uh, you gain expertise in it. That means when you rage and you're... You become goddamn extra terrifying. And Spider, you no, gain proficiency. i of the an angry
0: owl detective.
1: <laughs> uh, spider, you gain proficiency in stealth or survival, and then you gain expertise instead. Uh, tenth level, Nature Speaker. You can cast Commune with Nature Spell, but only as a ritual.
0: Wisdom is your spellcasting ability for it. And then... I yeah, also, also just wanted to just say, as a general game design uh, thing in 5th edition, I'm so happy that... They've kind of more uh, brought these uh, abilities in uniformly across the character uh, because in previous editions of the game, all of this shit would only be applicable while you were raging. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like see, seeing some of these just being passives yeah. is a little bit better. Like
0: one of one of uh, uh, a different but related game, Pathfinder. Um, one of their uh, barbarian um, classes. Uh, you draw on like elemental abilities, and while you're raging, one of the things it gives you is the ability to fly. And, like, you know, being so angry that I can fly for the first time in my life, and then I come out of rage, but I'm 40 feet in the air. <laughs> um,
1: and then, power of the wilds. Um, same thing, you get to choose another animal. Lion, yeah. while your rage is active. Any of your enemies within 5 feet of you uh, have disadvantage on attack rolls against uh, targets other than you uh, or another barbarian with this feature. Uh, Falcon, while your rage is active, you have a fly speed equal to your speed provided you aren't wearing armor. Uh, I feel like I did, did, did not that read- my mind. Pat didn't read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ram, while your rage is, uh, is active, uh, if you hit a larger or smaller creature with a melee attack. It must succeed on a DC on uh, a strength saving throw, uh, or have the prone condition. I take back all the good things I've ever said about fifth edition. <laughs> well, to be fair, like this is like a build up of
0: like you you gaining nature spirits, and this is bullshit. Falcon supremacy. <laughs> Why can the falcon fly, but the eagle can't, and the owl can't? Uh, Because when you think about owls, you th- you think of how
1: smart they are. <laughs> and nobody, nobody thinks about uh... <laughs> and the eagle is so dashing. I mean, owl's the slowest land bird, according to Brendan Lee Mulligan. I mean, I'm inclined to believe him. <laughs> um, so, path of the world tree. This was a completely new one. So, all of this is completely new information. Um... I will read a little bit of the fluff, just uh, because typically we skip over these, but this is completely new. Barbarians who follow the path of the World Tree believe that their rage links them to the cosmic uh, ash tree, Yggdrasil. This World Tree grows among the outer planes, connecting them to each other and many of the worlds in the material plane, and the greatest plants on every world are said to be the distant descendants of the mighty Yggdrasil. Uh, These Barbarians draw on their connection to the World Tree as a source of vitality and a means of travel
0: across the multiverse. I have a problem with this. Why? Because this is in contrast to the multiverse origin that they give in Fisben. Oh? Uh, in, in in Fisben, what created and connected the other uh, worlds of the D&D multiverse were the shards of the uh, Ruby Dragon.
1: Barbarians who follow the path of the world tree believe that their rage links them. But their powers still work, though. Yeah, um, that's because uh, you can only take this path as an orc.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's orc with a K.
0: <laughs> Same difference.
1: <laughs> that's a forty. Uh, that's a Warhammer forty thousand joke for you folks out there
0: uh, whose powers do believe, uh, stem off of belief. Yeah, but like, because also like I don't recall Yggdrasil being a thing in D anD D cosmology before this. I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I mean, there's always like little corners of the of the Yeah, I mean, that, that, well there there've been like Deities and Demigods book which I do think had the Norse gods in it. Yeah. Um, but like I don't I, I can't think of a time when the story of a, of Yggdrasil itself was Prevalent to the multiverse at large. Well, to be fair, if this if we're
1: treating this like a new revision, it probably it probably does extend the timeline a little bit. New lore might have been discovered. Yeah, that is technically how they work. Even and
0: and, and I'm not I'm not totally against it. It's just y'all kind of made a big deal about revising your origin with Phizban and saying that that's what y'all were going to use going forward. And this is already this is necessarily
1: contradicted. This could work in concert.
0: Yeah, this
1: could work in concert. Um, but, um, and, and also, I would just like to say that, like, once again, like, even in 4th edition, which had another big change in it, because most editions have, like, one big super change in them. Um, uh, like a like a mini edition upgrade. 4th uh, had, you know, 4th edition, and then it had Essentials, which was uh, the Essentials 4th edition, which was, like, that advanced the timeline about five years. Yeah. Um, I, I expect this revision will do the same. So new lore, new things might have, like, have... Have been come out in the world, yeah. So, I mean,
0: that That being said, also, you know, DD, uh, their mythology and cosmology actively changes backwards and forwards in history. There are dragons in the lot that are still alive in the fluff today that remember back when all paladins were human. Um, <laughs> so, uh, level three, vitality of the tree. When
1: you activate your rage, you regain a number of hit points equal to your barbarian level. At the start of each of your turns, while your rage is active, you can choose another creature within 10 feet of yourself to gain temporary hit points. To determine the uh, to determine the number of hit- temporary hit points, roll a number of d6s equal to your rage damage bo- uh, da- damage bonus and add them together. If any of these uh, temporary hit points remain when your rage ends, they vanish. Once again, another power that uses that bo- that modifier to like do something else. I wish more of them were like this.
0: Yeah. Um. Like, the frenzy damage boost, that should just be the base way the rage boost works.
1: Yes. Um, and then maybe just take them down. Like, you know, it's only plus one at, at like, your first level, then you, you slowly gain them. Yeah. Um, but, hey,
0: that... Uh, and, and like this, just limit them to once per rage.
1: Yeah. Um... Well, actually, the vitality one at the start of each of your turns while your rage is active, you can choose another creature. Yeah. Now uh, you get the you get your 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 uh, hit points when um, you start your when rage. you start your rage, but then you can start buffing your your friends, which is fucking good. Um, branches of the tree. While your rage is active, whenever a creature you can see uh, see ends its turn within twenty feet of you, you can use your reaction to summon spectral branches of the world tree around it. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw. Um, or be teleported to an unoccupied space you can see within five feet of yourself, um, <laughs> or in the nearest unoccupied square you can see, uh, space you can see. The space the target teleports to must be on the surface or liquid that can support it. Otherwise, the target doesn't teleport. What a hilarious thing to do! And it, also, it even mentioned design note: voluntarily uh, failing a save so that like um, so you can save your friends. <laughs> you
0: can you can li- you can literally do the, the jujutsu kaisen beat uh, beat down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the 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 Toto beatdown. Yeah,
1: um, yes, uh, uh, hilarious, uh, and I mean it only costs you a reaction. So yeah, you're you could be, you could be like teleporting around.
0: Which like I, I've been meaning to, but I haven't had a chance uh, of uh, of getting caught up with some of the D and D media, like the like the comics and the uh, and the video games. Uh, or t- the comics and the and the prose novels. Yeah, um, I'm playing the video game. Don't worry, don't worry about that. Um, but I would I would love to see narratively how some of these barbarian paths work. <laughs> like, oh no, I don't use none of that foul magic. Motherfucker, the fuck? you just teleported a man with ghost trees.
1: I mean, fair. Like, uh, 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 barbarian uh, feeder of magic uh, kind of went went the wayside uh, during third edition. Yeah, which it needed to. Yes. Um making them like m- making them like superstitious of magic was always kind of a silly thing. Yeah. And also getting rid of illiteracy. Yeah.
0: Um that, that was problematic well within its own rights. Like that, that as the only that that's the only time I've ever thought i I was I was about to fist fight Corey at the table. Let's,
1: let's just leave that right <laughs> there
0: and it it can go out to the imagination and of the it, listeners. It was to his credit. It was to his credit. He would. He's. He was on the right side of history. Let me take. The, put that out there. <laughs> um, level ten
1: battering roots tendrils of the world tree extend from your melee weapons. While you wield any melee weapon, you can uh, reach that. Uh, your reach with that weapon increases by ten feet. And when you hit uh, hit with it, you can activate the push or topple property, even if you're using another uh, mastery property with that weapon. Tree. <laughs> At level 14, travel along the tree. As an action, uh, you touch a huge or larger tree or or a teleportation circle to create a link through the the world tree to a teleportation circle somewhere else in the same world or another plane of existence. When you do so, you can specify a target destination in general terms, such as city of brass on the elemental plane of fire, and you and up to five willing creatures within 30 feet of you appear at the teleportation circle closest to the destination. If a teleportation circle is too small to hold all the creatures that you, te- uh, you transported, uh, they appear in the unoccupied spaces closest to the circle. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again to a long rest. If you've run out of use of this feature, you can expend five uses of your rage instead to, to activate this feature instead of rage. Hold on.
0: <laughs> what was Frenzy's capstone?
1: Um, you, you got a little bit scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> teleport f- me and five friends yeah you travel across the rainbow road motherfucker <laughs> just go heimdall <laughs> boom <laughs> and go anywhere we want in the dnd world hey I'm i really I'm really bored here crin boom <laughs> yeah at level 14 <laughs> at level 14 <laughs> I don't even know I don't, I don't even know if wizards get plain or jaunt by then I don't know if either. Like you know, with you and your barbarian tribe, at the cost of merely five dragons, could open up a barbarian themed you know multiverse taxi service. <laughs> I mean, a Sarac alone charges enough to put you in the black. <laughs> Come on, motherfuckers! I got dungeons to build. <laughs> no way he's he's gonna, he's gonna do that all he's gonna do that all in a day. You got long rest. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that's how that capstones. I hope they keep that because that is nutty. Like
1: it's it's so specific. It's so. But to be fair, it's one of those things where like, yeah, it's specific. But to be fair, if you're playing, if you're using this, you're probably playing a very specific style of game to begin with.
0: Yeah, uh as cool as it is, it is cool. Like, I would I would love to read like a book about the guy, the guy who could do this. This is basically a um Magic the Gathering planeswalker right here. <laughs> um like that that this guy sounds awesome or girl, I'm not specific. But if you're play if you've been playing on Faerun, your GM probably is gonna have a lot of shit happening on Faerun. <laughs> Uh there's not gonna be a lot happening in, you know, the uh, city of State Brass. Of Brass. <laughs> yeah. Like then he's gonna oh we go to the city of Brass. Alright, so I'll see you guys next week. I gotta make up <laughs> some shit. I'm gonna tell you right now, this is this
1: is one hundred percent why um, as somebody who runs a lot of AL and runs a lot of high level AL, um, like so many modules uh when you get to like tier 3 which is levels uh uh 11 through 16 and tier 4 which is the rest of it like so many of those those games have planar have like planar or dimensional locks on them <laughs> so that you can't be doing shit like this uh, because they have to be built into the system otherwise players are going to get wacky fast yeah um cuz they're going to start thinking with portals <laughs> i mean yeah you got to all right so path of the zealot um level three divine fury you can channel divine power into your strikes um unlike any other type of uh uh,
0: uh class in the game On, like is divine a new damage category no, like no is no. that is that replacing radiant no no it's not okay. Uh, you can see how divine power—it's
1: it, just how it's. De- oh, okay. That's just how they word it. Okay. Yeah, because remember there there is like uh, divine spellcasting, nature uh, nature spellcasting, and uh, arcane spellcasting. Yeah. So um, on each of your turns, while your rage is active, the first creature you hit with a weapon uh, or unarmed strike takes uh, damage equal to one d six plus half your barbarian level, uh, rounded down. The extra damage is necrotic or radiant. You choose each time you deal the
0: damage. Okay, it's a little bit. It's weaker than, um, than uh, frenzy, but it is very specific. There's not a lot of stuff that's resistant to uh, necrotic radiant. Yeah, uh, level three. So you
1: also get this at the same level. Warrior of the Gods, a divine entity helps to uh, helps ensure you can continue to fight. When a spell or magic item uh, restores any of your hit points, you can roll a d twelve and regain additional hit points equal to the number rolled. Um, you can use this benefit a number of times equal to, uh, to your constitution modifier, um, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. In addition, if a spell, such as the Raise Dead spell, has the sole effect of restoring you to life but not uh, undeath, the caster doesn't need material components to cast a spell on you. What in the Ghost Rider is
0: this? <laughs> what? So they don't need your body to cast Raise Dead and bring you back? No, they don't need the money. They don't need the
1: 300 gold piece diamonds, the 500 <laughs> gold piece diamonds, the 10,000 gold piece diamonds. Yeah. At level 3, you can just get brought back. Yeah. Um long as they have the spell slot. Yeah. Uh so they can just they can just lump your body ass your, your ass around. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a matter of finding somebody who can cast it. That's really good. Yeah. Um, now I know Patrick has a, a long-standing history of you're just as good at one HP as you are at any, so I don't know how you're gonna feel about that regaining
0: extra uh, uh, D12 hit points. Uh. I mean, <laughs> I, I I do still feel that way. That doesn't mean if the dragon does 37, you know you know damage a swing, and I'm at 36 HP, <laughs> I wouldn't say no to a cure light wounds. <laughs> Alright, fanatical focus. If you fail a saving throw
1: while your rage is active, you can reroll it. And you must use the new roll. You can use this feature only once per active rage.
0: That's neat. I can't think of many things that give you legendary resistance.
1: Uh, Legendary resistance is like you just overcome it, period. Yeah. Um, And fighters technically have indomitable, which is similar. uh, But they have to be higher level than this anyway. So that's not bad uh zealous presence as a bonus action you unleash a battle cry infused with divine energy uh up to 10 other creatures of your choice within 60 feet of you gain advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until the start of your next turn
0: you get the beneficial equivalent of frenzy's capstone yeah uh at level 10 uh once you've uh, used this
1: feature you can't use it again until you finish the long rest if you run out of uses of this feature, you can expend one use of your rage to uh, activate uh, zealous presence instead of rage.
0: Oh shit, I, I, I didn't I didn't uh I am reading and and listening to Jared as we go. Um uh so I didn't catch the first time is up to 10 other creatures, not so that's that's more than just a party. Yeah. That's you, your party, possibly animal companions as well or you know that you know uh you know friendly goblin that y'all adopted back in that first dungeon. <laughs>
1: That Patrick is still bitching about 30, 30 dungeons later. Yeah. Why do we have this goblin with us? I don't care that his name is uh, Roblin the Goblin and he only eats burgers. Um, and then Rage Beyond Death. When you enter Relentless Rage, uh, when your Relentless Rage uh, successfully restores your hit points, you can assume the form of a Spectral Warrior. While in this form, you gain the following benefits. You have fly speed equal to your speed and uh, and can hover. Uh, you can move through creatures and objects as if they're difficult terrain, but you take a D10 of force damage if you end your turn inside a creature and object. Uh, when you're hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to turn that hit into a miss. This form lasts for one minute, or until you gain any hit points, or until you regain any hit points, or drop to zero hit points. Once you use this feature, you can't do so again until you finish long rest. How hilarious would it be if somebody had like a, a, a cure spell that they were like about to do, and they were like, we have to use it. We, sorry, it, you have to get healed. And
0: you're like, no, you're I used my reaction to turn it into a mess. <laughs> you're never going to get me. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking capstone. Yeah, it's, it's fucking Crazy like you 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 get so angry that you go ghost. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's fucking weird and great. Like you, you, your, your reaction is just no you miss. Yeah. <laughs> um All right, but that 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 wraps it up for barbarians. Um which hey, like uh I I like most of that. Like, yeah. uh, other than issues, and a lot of these issues that I was having are like long-standing issues, like unarmored defense and the fact that like having medium armor kind of negates a lot of like what it feels like what they're going for for barbarian sometimes. Yeah. But other than that, uh, and the fact that uh, frenzy just kind of has a really weak capstone.
0: Yeah, um, but I think that's uh, that's that's one subclass of the yeah. What five did they give us? Four, four.
1: Yeah. But that still sounds like a, just a shit ton of fun.
0: Oh yeah, and and you know some some of these some of these barbarian paths like you know berserker has always been to me like the the equivalent of champion for fighter. Yeah, uh, for is just barbarian but f- more. Yeah, um, these other you know uh, 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 subclasses, um, they definitely seem very neat, and very wagon. I'm, I'm very. I would be curious as to the stories that people were are going to be able to tell with with these. Cause um, that's
1: that's one of the other things that, that that's nice about barbarian is there is like they're not truly sticking with that Conan theme anymore. Yeah, like
0: they they move further and further away from those. Like this is um one one of the things that I that I liked about the newer ra- ways that they're starting to write classes. Um, magic is much more uniform. Pretty much everyone uses magic. Yeah. Um, you know, with the ex- exception of fighter, but arguably eldritch knight. Yeah, you know, eldritch knight or just. Doing more shit in a round, in six seconds than normal people can do <laughs> yeah um like you know you you try you try to swing a bastard sword you know four times, yeah, you know one in each hand uh but like you know so so they made magic more a thing that pretty much everyone learns to tap into, and just you know for sorcerers or wizards that's just they use spells, yeah. Um so for you know your barbarian you kind of are just a you know raging melee sorcerer which is probably also why they why they made wild magic a barbarian path.
1: Uh not in here but yes uh, uh, I I I love wild magic uh berserkers. I think that is just so in, intensely fun. Uh I wish that it got revised and you could like have a way to like get a little, like, like maybe, like, roll twice and take a result, because some of the, there are some of the, like, the, the wild magic uh, outcomes for barbarians that are, like, are completely worthless, where it's just, like, it doesn't do anything else, but it makes flowers around you sprout. Oh,
0: yeah. I <laughs> mean, uh, me personally, I hate wild magic, but I know a lot of people like it. Yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, fighters. So, let's, let's get this started here. Um... Uh, hit points, uh, proficiencies, all of that, same as always. Uh, basically, all weapons, all armor. Uh, you're not inhibited. A d10 of health. Uh, so, uh,
0: um, one uh, question. I don't. I don't know if this was the case uh, in a previous playtest, or it might be the case in base fourth edition. Um, the starting equipment packages. Yeah uh the second starter equipment package does not offer you leather armor uh I, th- I thought i thought it was like leather armor and uh you know longbow and and uh it's bas- basically like you know you get ranger equipment yeah um or you could, you know give like get a you know chainmail sword and shield
1: um yes that that is true that they they've they've reduced the starter equipment for here but once again these are like the playtest ones yeah so I don't think I don't think this will be a thing that carries over at all. Like the starter oh, this, equipment,
0: is this, is, this is not a is not a, like a sticking point for me. It just I thought it was of note.
1: Yeah, um, I, that's just one of the things I, I truly just don't believe will stick around um, as it is. So uh, in fact, in fact, they don't even ask you about it in the uh, playtest uh, results. Uh-huh. Like when they, when you hit the surveys, they don't ask about your opinions on the starter equipment. They know that this is just like so you can get get a cater out made quickly and. Uh, get to running some games with them so that uh, you can get opinions on them. Right. All right. Um, so, uh, fighters. Level 1 fighting style. You have honed your martial prowess and gain a fighting style feat of your choice. Uh, these feats uh, uh, have this uh, features of prerequisites. Uh, when you gain a fighter level, you can replace uh, the feat you chose with a different uh, fighting style every time you level up. Yeah. So you can always adapt. Uh, but you can only do so at levels. Second Wind, this is a very different one now. You have a limited well of physical and mental stamina that you can draw on. As a bonus action, you can use it to regain hit points equal to a D10 plus your fighter level. You can use this feature twice. You regain one expended use when you finish a short rest, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Uh, The pool does grow. Uh, When you uh, reach higher fighter levels, you gain more use of this feature, as shown in the Second Wind uh, column. So it actually caps out at four Um, and fighter uh, weapon masteries, uh, begin at three, um, and then they end at six. Which, once again, is too many goddamn weapons. Um, and I, I'm somebody I who... I fill up my... Because my, like most character sheets print out with four uh, weapon slots. Yeah. Um,
0: and I usually fill those bitches up. Um, and that's just too many weapons. I, I normally go by the four-hand rule. Like you know, one two-handed and then two one-handed.
1: Ah, oh, okay. Um, but even then, like if all three of those, I guess if all three of those were different weapon types entirely, um, so like that that could make a little bit sense. I'm just, you're I'm you're try- still at that point. You're still weighing Reynoldsing it
0: quite a lot. I mean, really, I'm I'm trying to think of like just because. You know, a, a new player is going to come to it trying to make something that they've seen in a movie or or in an anime or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a character that goes around with that many different types of weapons that they use all the time. Yeah, you know, the closest one I can think of would maybe like Dante from Devil May Cry.
1: Yeah, Dante. Or uh, I'm going to jump to it again. Uh, Guts. Yeah. Technically, he has his uh, his hand cannon, his hand crossbow, uh, his throwing daggers, uh, and the uh, the dragon slayer.
0: Yeah. So that's four. But but he takes those. That's his equipment set pretty much for the story. Yeah, like it's not like he. You read one volume of Berserk and he's using that. and The next volume he's using. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. a, a a you know polearm. No no, not at
1: all. Yeah.
0: Um. Like and even 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 Devil May Cry they typically lock you down to like you know two or three weapons a level.
1: Yeah, that's sometimes a hat.
0: That hat's a weapon. I'm aware.
1: Um. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, so at level 1, they also still get Weapon Mastery. Uh, and same as Barbarians, they can uh, switch them out at the long rest. So. Um, level 2, Action Surge. Now, what is notable? about Action Surge? That they even have to specify it out. Um, on your turn, you can make one additional action, except for the magic action. Uh, once you use this feature, you must finish a short rest or long rest before you can use it again. And at level 17, you can use it twice. So. You cannot take two levels in fighter to dip in to be able to be like, I cast two fireballs in a turn. Yeah. I cast two... um,
0: uh, It is a slight nerf to fighters to be a bigger nerf to spellcasters. Yes. Because it got nutty. Um, I know so
1: many players who take two levels of fighter just like, uh, so their cleric can cast two spells, so they're this or that. Like... Every single, and, and I don't, and for people who were like upset, once again, one of the, the operating things that, um, that they have said, Jeremy Crawford and, uh, and them have come out multiple times and said they wanted the, they wanted the character classes to feel like you did not have to have an ability in order to make it viable. That is one thing that like, um, something we're not gonna talk about this time, but counterspell, I'm not gonna go into the differences here, but counterspell used to be a, you have to have this spell. Like you were a fool to not take counterspell because it was too good. Yeah, and they took that out. They got rid of a lot of the like great weapon mastery stuff like that because adding 10 damage to your attacks made it so viable that every good build would have that build on, would have that done to make them keep up. Yeah, they got rid of things like that. Um, so they've released multiple times the, uh, the player statistics from D&D Beyond of what the most common class builds are. And every single class build, every single one of them has two levels of fighter. Um, so, like, and it, it was because of Action Surge. So to get rid of that, that people's need to be like, no, no, I have to have this because le- getting Action Surge is too good. So my, my build has to have two levels of fighter. They nerfed action surge. I understand why they did it. Yeah. I can understand why you'd be upset about it. But um, if everyone's a little bit fighter, you know, then nobody is. Yeah, like then, then your class needed to have better things in it to like make you not want to go. Oh, it's worth giving up my other uh, abilities Cause to pe- get those skills. To fighter,
0: because because also you got to understand people are giving up their capstones for this.
1: Yeah. Like, that means that, like, like we just talked about with the Barbarian, with that fucking getting a plus four, plus four. Um, I mean, obviously that's a new one. But, like, it needs, but uh, Action Charge needs to be not so good that you'd want to give up uh, plus two attack, plus two damage, uh, and plus uh, 40 health <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, on your 20-level build. Or, like, um, you know,
0: to bring back previous editions of the game, or some of this might be in the in the fifth edition game as, as it is, I remember, like, you know, there are some you know monk archetypes that are like you know your twentieth level arch- your twentieth level unlock is uh, you die you come back later.
1: Yeah, or that you, was that was the revised monk that yeah. they had
0: before uh, for this one.
1: Yeah, um, so giving that
0: up to you know get action Surge.
1: Yeah, they they needed to make action Surge a little bit a little bit worse and and honestly and honestly if you eldritch knight it if you if you if you really want to be a spellcasting fighter that bad. Aldrich Knight gets rid of this. We'll get into it in a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So that that is the deal with Action Surge, and I just I I back this play. Um, uh, like even when we're, when we're in Baldur's Gate three, like Corey is playing our cleric, uh, the least played class in Baldur's Gate three, um, and like in that file because there's four of us, so we have less time to all get together and play. Um, we're level four. Corey is two levels of fighter, two levels of cleric, because it was too worth it to have two spell casts for a turn. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, level two, tactical mind. You have a mind for tactics and getting the upper hand on and off the battlefield. When you fail an ability check, you can expend one uses of your second wind to push yourself towards success. Rather than regaining hit points, you can roll a d10 and add the number uh, roll to the ability check, potentially turning it into a success. If the check still fails, this use of second wind isn't expended. Um, things like this, like fighter, was already my favorite class. Things like this are going to just keep me playing fighters forever. Yeah. Um, making them better off the battlefield as well, because uh, this isn't an end-all be-all. A D10, you know, you're still averaging your your fours and fives as your rolls. Um, but that, and then if they fail, you're you're still getting to keep your um your, your second, second win. win. That is so good. I hope it stays. But it's also so good if it doesn't stay. I, I, know, I, I know. why. I know why.
0: Yeah, that's a potential plus five to everything that the that the fighter is getting. I even, mean, even though he loses it when he when he succeeds, but also how many skill checks are you needing to make in a session?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's fair. You only get two, uh, like two per day. Technically, like you know, are like yeah, two per day, and then one recovers on a short rest. So, but, uh, like, the extended uh, idea of, like, short rest is you typically only ever get, like, one to two a day. Yeah. Right, Baldur's Gate 3 is built around two a day, which is uh, how most, which is how the game is technically supposed to be designed. But you can get a lot done with two short rests. You sure fucking can. All right. Um, uh, fighter subclass at level three. Uh, ability score improvement at level four. Uh, Extra attack at level 5. All of these are as they always were. But at level 5, you also get tactical shift. Whenever you activate your second wind with a bonus action, you can move up to half of your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Very similar to what the barbarians got with their rage. But they
0: don't provoke AOs. But but they don't provoke AOs. So this is actually useful in combat, whereas the uh, barbarians was more to get you to the fight. Yeah. And then
1: we jump from level 5 to level 9 uh because uh 4 uh, because uh 6 and 8 are uh are feats again and then 7 is one of your uh your bonus possibilities yeah. so up to 9 indomitable if you fail a saving throw you can reroll it with a bonus equal to your fighter level that is new that is that it used to just be you got to reroll it um, if you do so you must use the new roll Um, And you can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest. You can use this feature uh, uh, twice between long rests and then three times at different levels. Uh, Level 9, Master of Armaments. So you get Indomitable and Master of Armaments at level 9. You are a master of weapons. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can choose any any of the kinds of uh, mastery weapons that you're using and replace the weapon mastery property with another master property. Uh, the chosen kind of weapon must qualify for the new property. For example, you can replace the long sword sap property with the push property. Uh, these property changes apply only for you, not for others, and uh, the changes end for you when you finish your long rest. Um, so, uh, we'll get into weapon properties later, but like you know, as they, as they just currently are now, long swords have their own weapon mastery versus like A Battle Axe, which has its own different type of weapon mastery, but because they're the same classification of weapon, this will allow you to switch their abilities around. Uh, So you can technically have what you wanted on them. Yeah. Um, At level 11, two extra attacks. At level 13, um, my favorite thing they've they've added here, which is another thing that I almost feel like won't stay, but uh, God, I love it. Studied attacks. You masterfully study your opponents and learn from each attack you make. If you make an attack roll against a creature and miss, you have advantage on your next attack uh, attack roll against that creature before the end of your next turn.
0: I'm hmm. I'm I'm
1: conflicted. I mean, fighters got one job, and that job is get in there and hit the hit the creature with a weapon.
0: Yeah. So if you miss your first. It, at this point, you you have you have two attacks. Yeah. So if you miss, yes, one you, have three first... attack. you have three attacks.
1: You have uh, three because you you have two extra attacks at this point, so you have three attacks.
0: Am I? Oh yeah, you're right. So yeah, yeah. So you'd have you so you'd be swinging three times. You miss first one. You can make every all you make the next two with, with advantage, and any uh, reaction attacks you get would also have advantage.
1: Uh, it, it just says uh, you have advantage on your next attack roll. Not you don't have it for the. Uh, uh, it doesn't say you you have it for all attack rolls. It Just says your next attack roll.
0: Oh, okay. It's not. It's not all. Okay. So so it's not. It's not like reckless attack. No,
1: no. It's not like reckless attack.
0: Okay, that's that's not too bad.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love it. It's not, but it's not end all be all powerful. Yeah, but as long nothing as nothing sucks worse if you're playing a fighter
0: and to missing. whiff 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 yeah. whiff. Because like. I, it, Fighter isn't 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 my favorite class. Is up there, um, but that's probably the thing I hate most about any RPG ever is is missing. Yeah, partly just because due to the nature of the beast, combat takes so long. Um, you know, if you if you've got a six uh, six person party, pl- everybody you know takes you know three minutes three minutes to do their turn. That's eighteen minutes. Between your turns.
1: Yeah. Um, and then at 20th level, their capstone is three extra attacks. So uh, you're swinging four times yep. with your weapon. Uh, eight times if you action surge. Uh, yep. Nine times if uh, if you have a offhand
0: attack. Yep. Um, so... Not quite the 10 of the 3rd uh, edition Ranger, but that's up there.
1: I mean, to be fair, uh, at level 17, you've also, like, because if they felt like a jump, that's because a lot of it was ability score improvements, because you get them basically every other level. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and your subclass features. So by that point, you actually, uh, and we actually uh, re- forgot uh, one more, there, you get, you have access twice by that level. So technically, 13.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> you can
1: do 13 in one round.
0: Holy crap. Because also with all these uh, all these feats are technically ability score improvements. So you should probably have your primary ability scores capped out by that point.
1: Uh, considering you get an ability score improvement at level 19, um, you probably have uh, one of them to 22. Uh, that is the thing they changed uh, in here, that at, uh, that ability score improvement uh, caps at 20, unless you're level 19, then it caps at 22. Yeah. So at that point, you, you could have a plus 6 to your uh, attack, plus your 6 for your, uh, for your proficiency bonus. That's a that's a plus 12 minimum even with a non magic weapon let's say you have a legendary magic weapon that's a plus 15 to your attack roll um, and you're attacking 14 times uh you you're probably hitting yes you, you 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 hit you hit the you hit the red dragon <laughs> and you're doing a minimum of 10 damage a swing yeah on 14
0: swings you congratulations you have attracted the aggro because <laughs> you are a problem he needs to solve now all right, uh, let's get into some subclasses here.
1: Battle Master. Uh, this is my preferred uh, subclass provider as well. Uh, so level three, combat superiority. Uh, your experience on the battlefield has honed your fighting techniques. You learn maneuvers that are fueled by special dice called uh, superiority dice. Uh, maneuvers. You learn three different maneuvers of your choice from the maneuvers option section. Um, in the, Which I think normally normally it was two, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. it was. Uh, I believe it was two uh, originally. Um, but they all enhance your abilities in certain in, in some way or another. So, uh, superiority dice. You have four superiority dice, uh, which are all D8s. A superior, uh, superiority dice is expended when you uh, use it, and you regain all expended on a short or long rest. You gain additional superiority dice when you reach level 7 um, and 15. Uh, at 15, you'll have six dice total, um, unless they keep the feature uh, Martial Prowess, uh, which would allow you to have uh, seven dice total. Yes. Um uh, if a maneuver requires a, uh, saving throw, the DC is 8 plus proficiency plus your strength or dex, your choice. Um, so, and you also gain student of war. Um, you gain proficiency with, uh, uh with one type of artisan's, uh, tools of your choice, and you gain proficiency in one skill of your choice from the skills available at fighters, uh, to, uh, to fighters at level one. Um... Level 7, know your enemy. As a bonus action, you can discern uh, strengths and weaknesses of a creature. You can see within 30 feet of yourself. You know whether or not that creature has any damage immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities. And if the creature uh, has any, you know what they are. This is so much better than it was before. Because before, you got one of these things. No. You got got to know if, if they had more or less hit points than you do. Yeah. If they have... If their strength score is more or less... Basically, you got to break them down by that, but only, like, if it more or less than you have. Like, that was it. And it sucked. Th- being able to do this and be like, oh, I know everything about this enemy. I know if it is immunities or vulnerabilities or resistances. Yeah. Is so useful. Yeah. Ha-
0: basically, having a Pokedex is, is actually really good.
1: Yes. Um... And you can do this uh, as a bonus uh, as a bonus action um, once per long rest. Uh, or you can spin a superiority dice uh, to, to, just, do to do it again. Um, at level 10, you gain improved combat superiority dice, and your, superiori- your superiority dice become a d10. At level 15, you become relentless. Once per turn, when you use a, a maneuver, you can roll a d8 and use a superiori- uh, superiority dice instead of expending a superiority dice. So essentially, at level 15... You kind of have infinite superiority
0: dice. Yeah, if you if you take D8s instead of D10s. Yes. Um,
1: and then at level 18, ultimate combat superiority, your combat your superiority dice becomes a D12. So you get infinite D10s. No, it's, it's still it's still a D8. Oh, okay. Yeah, still a D8. Which I like that. I like that you don't come, become capped out with your superiority dice, um, and it still says like once per turn you can use uh, when you use a maneuver. So it's not like you're using like you're, you're going full out here. Um, uh, for me, as somebody who has played uh, Tier Four Adventures many times with a uh, with a, uh, a 20th level uh, Battle Master, um, I know what it's like to run out of like uh, your resources pretty quickly. Um, so getting Relentless is such a great move. I love it. I, it's level 15, so it's it's high up there. Yeah. Um, I I love that pull. Um, I'm I'm really happy with with how this is done. Um, so uh, I'll go over the maneuvers real quick um, ambush, when you make a dexterity stealth check or, or an initiative roll, you can expend 1 superiority die and add the die to the roll uh, provided you don't have incapacitated uh, bait and switch, when you're within 5 feet of a creature on your turn, you can expend 1 super, uh, superiority die and switch places with that creature provided you, ha- you spend at least 5 feet of movement and the creature is willing and doesn't have the incapacitated condition this movement does not provoke to opportunity attacks um, roll the spirit dice until the start of your next turn You or the other creature Gains a bonus uh, to AC equal to the number rolled This is, this is used to save Your, your friends in combat um, Now uh, I will say this Make sure you talk to your party Before using things like this um, we, uh, We've had instances before Where somebody got really overzealous And decided to do a bait and switch And the person was not In on what was happening and they're like, okay, you're being switched now. And they're like, uh, I didn't want that. Um, they're like, well, you only have one HP. Well, that's fine. I still had plans. And they're like, well, well fuck me then. What else? Like, like well, you talk to your party first. Yeah. Um, don't don't get in your own head about
0: like what tactical maneuvers you are, and expect everybody to think that you're, you know. Well, is it any any time at the table, if you're doing something that involves another player, uh, talk to them first. Yes. Always always a good rule.
1: Communica- yeah. Communication is key. Um, Commander Strike. Uh, when you take the attack action on your turn, you can replace one of your attacks and direct one of your companions to strike. When you do so, choose a willing creature that you can see or hear you and expend one superiority dice. That creature can immediately use its reaction to make one attack with a weapon or an armed strike, uh, adding the superiority die to the, weapon's attack, uh, the, the attack's damage roll on a hit. Um, I love- Same rules for bait and switch apply. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, Commander Strike is beautiful if you have a uh, rogue in your party. <laughs> yeah, uh, allowing them to make sure that you, that you can uh, that you're doing a dance around somebody and they're getting like that extra sneak attack. So if you can get
0: you know the the world tree barbarian, the fighter, and the rogue on somebody, you can you know '90s NWO style put the boots <laughs> to them, <laughs>
1: leap the whirlwind. Um, Commanders, Commanding presence. When you make a charisma, intimidation, performance, or persuasion check, you can expend one superiority die uh, to add that die to the ability check. Um, Disarming attack. When you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to disarm the target. Add the uh, die roll to the attack's damage roll. The disarm is on a six saving throw, or it drops one object of your choice that it's holding uh, with the object landing in its space. Distracting Strike. When you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can expend one superiority dice uh, to distract the target, add the the die to the attack's damage roll. The next attack against the target um, by an attacker other than you has advantage. Once again, um, uh, one of the reasons I like this this uh, uh, battle match so much is because I play a lot of fighters like this. Ryan plays a lot of rogues. Um, This makes them a deadly dance against opponents. Um, when you're doing shit like this. Um, uh, evasive footwork. If you move at least 5 feet on your turn, you can expend 1 superiority dice, rolling the die, and adding the number roll to your AC until the end of your turn. Fainting attack. As a bonus action, you can expend 1 superiority die to faint. Uh, choose 1 creature within 5 feet of yourself as the target. You have advantage on your next attack. Roll against the, that, uh, that target this turn. If that attack hits, add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. Uh, goading attack, when you hit a creature with an attack, you can spend one superiority die to attempt to go the target into attacking you. Add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. Uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, or the target has disadvantage on all attack rolls against uh, targets other than you until the, start, until the end of your next turn. Um, lunging attack, as a bonus action, you can spend one superiority die and take the uh, dash action. If you move at least 10 feet in a straight line immediately before uh, hitting with a melee uh, attack as part of the attack action, on this turn, you can add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. See, most of these superiority die add to damage rolls. Yeah. It's why I love them so much. Um, maneuvering attack. When you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can expend one superiority die to maneuver one of your comrades into another position. Add the superiority die to the ro- uh, roll to the attack's damage roll and choose a willing creature who can see or hear you. That creature can use its reaction to move it to half its speed without provoking tax opportunity from the target of your choice. Um. Okay. Menacing attack. You can uh, you can hit a creature with an attack roll and expend one spirit die to attempt to frighten the target. Add the spirit die to the attack's damage roll. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or have the frightened condition until the end of your next turn. Um, it is one tenth of as uh, strong as the barbarian capstone. Yeah. Parry. When you attack another creature with a melee attack, you can use a reaction. Uh, oh, sorry. When another creature damages you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction. Expand one superiority dice to reduce the uh, the damage by the number you roll on the superiority dice plus your strength or dexterity modifier. Um, which isn't a ton, but hey, um, like reducing a little bit of damage can matter a- quite a lot. Yep. Um Precision attack. When you miss with an attack roll, you can expend one superiority die, uh, roll that die, and add it to the attack roll, potentially causing it to hit. Um, pushing attack. Uh, when you hit a creature with an unarmed, uh, with, a, uh, with an attack using a weapon or an armed strike, you can expend the one superiority die to attempt to drive the target back. Add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. If the target is large or smaller, it must stay on, uh, on a strength saving throw or be pushed up to 15 feet directly away from you. And now you can push people off cliffs with this. <laughs> Uh, rally, as a bonus action You can expend one superiority die to bolster the resolve of a companion Choose an ally of yours who can see or hear you That creature gains temporary hit points equal to the superiority die roll uh, Plus your intelligence, uh, wisdom, or charisma modifier your choice Repost: when a creature misses you with a melee attack You can use your reaction and expend one superiority die To make a melee attack um, against the creature If you hit, add the superiority dice to the attack's damage Uh, sweeping attack when you uh, hit a creature with a melee attack using a weapon uh, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to damage another creature Uh, choose another creature within 5 feet of the original target and within your reach if the original attack would have hit the second creature it takes damage equal to the number you roll on the superiority die the damage is the same type as done by the original attack we're almost there Tactical assessment, when you make an intelligence, history, or investigation check, uh, or a wisdom insight check, you can expend one spirit die and add that to the ability check. Trip attack, Um, uh, it's the same as everything else, only, once again, uh, they make it a saving throw, you add the spirit die to the damage roll, and then they have uh, prone, and then that's the last of those. So, a lot of options, it's one of the most customized, like, fighters already the most customizable class, uh, Battle Master like makes it even more customizable. That's that's my favorite class. Yeah. So, um, sorry that like that that's a lot, but like there there are some adjustments that got made through there, um, uh, particularly in like your ability to choose uh, what your what abilities you, you use on certain things. Um, now we're gonna go to Brawler, because um, I, I I wish I was a Brawler. Um, so. Um Oh,
0: I, I, I just got that damn reference. <laughs>
1: I regret nothing. Um, this is a new this is once again a completely new one, so I'm gonna go ahead and read this uh, this one for you guys. Brawlers focus their training and study not on sword play and battle tactics, but on the skills needed to turn a punch or kick into a brutal strike. And any innocuous object into a deadly weapon. Some brawlers thrive in tavern scuffles and street rumbles, while others excel in espionage, wielding ordinary objects with the deadliness of an assassin's knife.
0: Uh, so, at level three, which well, just sounds like you're trying to you're trying to make Jackie Chan sound scary. Uh, and he ain't. I mean, in, in a Home Depot, he's the most he's the deadliest man on the planet. <laughs> uh he's unstoppable. Yeah, the Equalizer with Jackie Chan would have been a horror movie. Um, I mean, to be fair, the Equalizer is almost
1: that. That's kind of like how it, how it happens. The end of the movie is... I've, I've never seen the end of the movie. Oh, the end of the movie takes place in the Home Depot. Oh. <laughs> and it is kind of a horror movie. We're going to watch the Equalizer. Um, unarmed Expert. Uh, you, can, you can roll a D6 plus your strength modifier in place of the normal damage of your unarmed strikes. If you aren't holding any weapons or a shield when you make this attack, uh, the D6 becomes a D8. Uh, so if, you, uh, if, you, if you're cocking your arms, uh, you're doing a D8 damage instead. Yep. Uh, improvised expert. You are proficient with improvised weapons. Whenever you finish a long rest, choose one weapon property from the one-handed list and one from the two-handed w- list. Uh, until the end of your next long rest, the one-handed choice applies to the one-handed improvised weapons you wield, and the two-handed uh, choice applies to the two-handed ones. In addition, whenever you uh, attack with an improvised weapon, you can give it one of the following mastery properties for that attack depending on whether or not it can be wielded in one hand or two. Uh, for one-handed, it's sap, slow, or vex. Or for two-handed, it's cleave, push, or topple. Uh, making making this an extremely customizable class um, based off of your ability to just like assign things a- almost on the whim yeah. to like how you're going to approach the situations. Uh, level 7, Grappling Expert. Uh, uh, you can make uh, one unarmed strike as a bonus a- 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 a action, uh, when you use the uh, the unarmed strike in this way, you must choose the grapple or shove option. In addition, at the start of each of your turns, you can deal 1d6 bludgeoning damage to one creature grappled by you. Um, so, that technically... It still says you make an unarmed strike as a bonus action, so that would still imply to me that you're still attacking,
0: right? Um, possibly? Because... Uh- I would need to read the grapple or shove action. I don't know if you still damage and when you... I don't know if you change out dealing damage for applying the grappled condition. Because, like, in normal 5e, you, sh- you don't deal damage when you shove.
1: Yes. Uh, but you're doing this as part of your own on strike. So, it, 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 I don't know. I, I'd have to go through the rules, which I haven't done, done yet. Uh, we'll, we'll probably clarify that, like uh, when we do the wizards and stuff like that, just as a aside before we get started. Um, at level ten, um, dirty fighting—you <laughs> have advantage on attack rolls made with improvised weapons or unarmed strikes against creatures grappled by you. I love that's called dirty fighting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, level fifteen, improv. The, 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 the- this, this was a, There was a similar build to this in 3.5. It was called the Raping Muller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, level 15,
1: Improvised Specialist. You are a master at making the ordinary deadly. Whenever you hit a creature with an improvised weapon, you can add your proficiency bonus to the damage roll, and the damage die of your two uh, improvised weapons becomes D12. In addition, whenever you attack with an improvised weapon, you can use two mastery properties from the improvised uh, expert instead of one. Meaning that your improvised weapons are essentially becoming better than actual forged like steel. Uh, steel, yeah.
0: yes. You can you can you can pick you can pick up a folding chair and do a d twelve with it. Um,
1: and then finally at level eighteen, unarmed specialist, your unarmed strikes improve to a d eight. If you aren't holding any weapons or a shield, uh, your your d eight becomes a d ten. Um, not a super impressive capstone, if I'm yeah. being honest
0: um but fun yeah I mean it's like, not, it it keeps it is definitely within theme um uh this feels like a this feels like if a a subclass you're going to use probably in a more urban game yeah like uh like uh water deep dragon Heist, or uh you know you know, any, anything that's gonna keep you in a city yeah uh it doesn't really feel like it'd be that apt to taking on you know, Displace
1: your beasts. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that they're still getting all the other fighter abilities on top of all of that. so, yeah. like nothing to shirk upon. But
0: um, I'm just gonna like the. Typically, most of the most of these are built with a theme, and if, yeah, if you're making a character, your theme should probably uh, characterize the story you're trying to tell with that character.
1: Yeah. Um. So uh, on to champion. Um, the the generic fighter. Yeah. Uh, improved critical. Uh, your attack rolls with with uh, weapons and unarmed strikes uh, can score a critical hit on a nineteen or a twenty. Um, remarkable athlete. Thanks to your athleticism, you have advantage on initiative rolls and strength athletics checks. In addition, when you make a running long jump, the distance you can cover increases by a no- number of feet equal to your strength modifier. So the uh, advantage to initiative is new. And that is great. Um, that is actually really, really good. Um, level 7, additional fighting style. You gain another fighting style feat of your choice. Another one that's legitimately good. Yeah. Technically, you can be doing that already as a fighter because you get so many feats. But hey. And you, and you can change out
0: your fighting style pretty much every time you level.
1: Yes. But having two of them, once again, not bad. Yeah. Uh, level ten, heroic warrior. The thrill of battle drives you toward victory. Uh, during combat, you can give yourself heroic advantage whenever you start your turn. Without it, uh, heroic advantage was what is now what they're calling inspiration. So uh, that is also really damn good. Yeah. Um, and then level fifteen, superior critical. Your uh, attack rolls and with weapons and arm strikes uh, now score a critical hit on an 18 through 20. Um, damn. Yep. And then level 18, Survivor. You attain the pinnacle of resilience in battle, giving you these benefits. Defy Death. Uh, You have advantage on death savings throws. Moreover, when you roll an 18 through 20 on a death save, you gain the benefit of rolling a 20 on a death save. And Heroic Rally. At the start of uh, each of your turns, you regain hit points equal to 5 plus your constitution modifier if you have have no more than half of your hit points remaining. Uh, You don't gain this benefit if you have 0 hit points
0: that's really good yeah
1: uh, they just regenerate
0: yeah um, it, it definitely plays in more that you if you you're playing a champion you have definitely gone all in on saying I am playing the tank
1: yeah but also you're like hey you're not bogged down in a whole lot of specifics this is this is a good like I mean this is a this is a great uh, class to have even if you're a master player but this is also a good class to have if you're not a master player yeah like simple but effective. Um, now Eldritch Knights, um, the good old Eldritch Knights, level three spellcasting. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go through this real quick, uh, on this, on the spellcasting side. So they cap out at fourth level spells, um, and, uh, they, uh, they begin level three with, uh, three spells prepared and by level 20, they have 13 spells prepared. Um, and their spell slots cap out at four three three one.
0: So that's four first level, three, two and three, and then one fourth. Yes. So um so
1: that that is how they're gonna cap. So uh, but I'm not gonna go into like every level what that's, they've changed. That's kinda
0: tight. That's uh that's capping out at four seven that's eleven spell slots for uh thirteen prepared spells. Yeah. Yeesh. Yes, you, de- you definitely got to pick and choose. You do, but then at probably, at, but then as a fighter, your prior, probably first option should be attacking.
1: Yeah. So, like, like I said, like this is supposed to be a balance between the two, and I think it. I think it. We'll we'll, we'll get into whether or not it achieves that. We'll we'll decide. Uh, cantrips. Um, so uh, you know two cantrips of your choice from the wizard spell list. Whenever you gain a fighter level, you can replace one of the features cantrips with another cantrip of your choice. Uh, nice. When you reach level ten in this class. Um, you can learn another wizard cantrip of your choice. So three wizard cantrips. So you always have your zero level spells available as well. Uh, spell slots. Uh, we just kind of went over that. Uh, prepared spells of level one plus. You prepare a list of spells of level one and higher that are available to you uh, to cast this feature. To start, choose three level one spells from the wizard spell list. Two of them must be from the abjuration and evocation schools of magic, which makes sense. That's, yep. the, that's your defense and damage. Uh, the number of spells on your list increases as you gain fighter levels as shown in the prepared uh, the prepared spellcasting list. Whenever that number increases, choose additional spells in the wizard spell list until the number of spells on your uh, list matches the number on the table. Your chosen spells must uh, be of a level for which you have uh, spell slots. For example, if you're a level 7 fighter, your list of prepared spells uh, can include 6 wizard spells of levels 1 and 2 in any combination. Um, Uh, changing your favorite spells. Whenever you gain a level in this class, you can replace one of the spells you know with another of your choice from the wizard spell list. The new spell must be of a level which um, you have spell slots. Um. Okay, and by the way, um, to to go ahead and reclarify this, to start, choose three level one spells from the wizard spell list, two of which must be from Adjuration and Invocation. That does not mean you are tied off from the other schools of magic. Yeah. It just means... It's letting you know from the get-go that's where you're probably gonna be focusing, um, because you're gonna take shield, because everybody takes shield. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's one I, don't, I think it's gonna be very hard for them to find a way to uh, to make it so it's not a required spell. Yeah. Um, the only way I can think of like changing that was like making it a level two spell. That would change things. Um, uh, intelligence is your spellcasting ability for your Eldritch Knight spells. Level three, War Bond. You learn a ritual that creates a magical bond between yourself and one weapon.
0: Uh, um, does it does it state that the the spell save DC uses your INT?
1: Uh, yes, that that's what spellcasting ability for for the Eldritch Knights would imply.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I figured it, it it did it for the spell attack. I just wanted to make sure that they had included that for the DC and you know. Yeah. Uh. Uh, that, that's that's how they, they work. So, yeah, pe- you know, you don't you don't want people, you know, uh, assuming no, you know, I shoot you with my intelligence, but you save against it based on my strength. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you uh,
1: you perform the ritual over the course of one hour, uh, which uh, which can be done during a short rest. Uh, the weapon must be within your reach throughout the ritual. Uh, at the conclusion of which, you touch the weapon and forge the bond. Once you have bonded a weapon to yourself, uh, you can't be disarmed with that weapon unless you have the incapacitate condition. Uh, if it is on the same plane of existence, you can summon that weapon as a bonus action, causing it to teleport instantly to your hand. You can have up to two bonded weapons, but you can only summon one at a time uh, with your bonus action. If you attempt to bond with a third weapon, you must break the bond of with one with one of
0: the other two. Um, so uh, very similar to like what the Hex do. I've I've always I've always loved that ability. Uh, just for any game where you're where you're dealing with like you know, uh, politics or having to talk, you know, be more social. Yeah. You can you can totally be the guy who you know I, you know leave you leave your sword at home and you're never really uh, you're never really vulnerable. Right. So you can you can go into those you know kind of dangerous situations and be a little bit more confident.
1: Um, level seven war magic. When you take the attack action on your turn, you can replace one of the attacks with the casting of your wizard cantrips that has a casting time of an action. Uh, level ten eldritch strike. You learn how to make your uh, weapon strikes undercut a creature's ability to withstand your spells. When you hit a creature with an attack uh, using a weapon, that creature has disadvantage on the next saving throw it makes against a, like a spell that you cast before the end of your next turn. Um, level 15, arcane charge: When you use your action surge, you can teleport to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Uh, you can teleport before or after the additional action. And then level 18, improved war magic. When you take the attack action on your turn, you can replace two of the attacks with the casting of one of your wizard spells that has a casting time of an action. So, as I said before, this is where action surge gets a little bit fuckier. Because at this point you'll have two action surges, and you can't take the magic action uh, for your uh, for that.
0: But rules as written. But rules
1: as written, uh, you take the attack action to cast a spell. Yeah. Um, and these are not cantrips. These are, uh, these you are replace two spells, uh, two of the attacks with a spell. So when you ha- if you're level 20 where you have four, uh, you can be casting, uh, two spells per, uh, improvised war magic. Yep. Or you can be casting with an, uh, with an action surge four. uh, then if you both action surges, six. So that'd be six spells a turn. Now to be fair, there are the Eldritch Knight spells, uh, which are not going to be technically as powerful, but if you're just trying to, you know, hit things and kaboomafoo them.
0: I mean, six fireballs is six fireballs. Well, you'd only ever have three. Oh, well, three fireballs. Three fireballs. <laughs> three fireballs. Three fireballs. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a poor man's meteor swarm. Um,
1: so, uh, so like I said, like they 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 clearly intentionally put that into the game like that. Um, and even then, if you even just go back to like the regular war magic. Um, because that attack action is still allowing you to cast your cantrips, you're, you can still use that with your, uh, uh, with your bonus actions. Uh, yeah. With your, uh, action surges. So, like, hey, there's there's some, th- there's some ways that you can still get pretty tricky, and, but they left it as a fighter ability so that it's still useful for, fi- like, primarily for fighters, the class that it's made for. So, um, so me personally, uh, I like this Eldris Knight a lot. Um, I think the teleportation comes a little bit late in the game. Uh, level uh, level is a little bit high to have a, a ability that's. Just to, I guess it's actually that's actually not too different from the barbarian like yep. uh, world tree one. So m- maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, um, a little bit unnecessarily uh, mean to it. Um, and for weapon uh, features, I'm just going to go over uh, this point. I'm just going to go over. The things that have actively changed. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go through the we- the weapon updates because it's a lot of weapons, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna go over like what are literally nest- listed as the the change uh, the change rules. So um, for the heavy prop the heavy property was uh, redesigned uh, rather than being based on size, it's based on your strength or dexterity score. Um, and uh, heavy uh, a heavy weapon is unwieldy compared to other weapons. You have disadvantage in your attack rolls with a heavy weapon. Uh, if it's a melee weapon and your strength score isn't at least thirteen, and if it's a ranged weapon, if your dexterity score isn't at least thirteen, um, basically there there are there there's not a whole lot of prereqs for armor and equipment in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah.
0: Um. These are a couple of the few exceptions to that rule. I think the only ones I can remember in Base Five E were there's some armor sets that required you to have. A certain strength in order to put them on.
1: Yeah, plate mail requires like a 15. I think like um, like half plate requires like a 13 or something like that. Yeah. Like most medium arms required like a 13. Most heavy arms required a 15.
0: But, you know, common sense. If you're wearing those, you probably got the stats. Yeah. Uh,
1: the flex property is gone, so don't worry about that one anymore. Uh, I don't even remember what it did. Uh, doesn't matter now. Uh, the push property now works on any creature that is larger or smaller, and it requires you to push the target uh, straight away from yourself before you can push them in any direction. Yeah. Um, the sap property now uh, works with a weapon that has the versatile property or no property. Um, so sap, what it do is uh, if you hit a creature with this weapon, that creature has disadvantage on its next attack roll before the start of your uh, before the start of your next turn. So if you're uh, hitting something that, and you're using sap, like I believe a, a longsword has sap. Yeah. So longswords would you know, allow you to impose disadvantage on somebody attacking you. Right. Um, that's how that works now. Um, uh, Quarterstaff now has the topple property, which that is definitely straight from Baldur's K3. Yes. Uh, because that's the property they have in that game. Uh, by the way, just in case anybody, if anybody was ever wondering why those why the weapons have those weird things in Baldur's Gate 3, they are literally kind of tests for weapon mastery properties. Yeah, only except, everybody gets them.
0: Yeah, except uh, in this, they tr- they in on the tabletop they trigger every time you hit. Yes. Um, in uh, Baldur's Gate, they're like once per short rest. Yeah, once per short rest. Uh,
1: the spear now has the sap property. Uh, The longsword now has the sap property. The warhammer has the push property, and the pick and the war pick has the sap property. Sap is everywhere, guys. Um, They want to make those those low level uh, combats where, like, when you're getting hit, uh, these these fights will last forever now. Yeah, uh, because everyone's swinging with disadvantage.
0: (laughs) Um, So just be aware of that. Just regular. Make sure you are constantly bringing around, you know, uh, two d 20s to the table. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it wasn't apparent enough before, without like
1: uh, with how fifth edition worked with uh, advantage disadvantage, uh, they about to get into it something crazy. Um, but I think that will round us out for uh, for the marshals for for the marshals for this for this one right now. Yeah.
0: So that was a lot. There's it a lot a of lot. stuff I liked. Um, not really a lot of stuff I didn't like. Um, like there's nothing
1: I, like, I specifically didn't like. There, there were things that I was like, yeah, ah, I could go without there, there, there
0: were things I, I was, like, disapp- I was uh, not as enthused by. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, I definitely encourage, you know, anyone who's, you know, curious about what next year's uh, game is going to be like, you know. Pick up download the PDF and you know make make you a character. And remember that like they are listening like no. everyone who keep
1: everyone because at the beginning of the year everyone was like, oh no one's actually like no one's actually paying attention to these surveys. The fact that they've changed this much uh, between all of these releases, they are definitely listening like Jeremy Crawford does a breakdown uh, every time for the survey results of what got liked and what was not liked like and they are legit.
0: And like, have you been uh, participating in the surveys? I do. I, I participate in all of them. Okay.
1: Uh, actually, go, I will go ahead and uh, I, I just looked up unarmed strike. I will go ahead and clarify. Whenever you use the the, the uh, unarmed strike, choose one of the following options for the effect: damage, grapple, or shove.
0: Okay. So now, so, so you, you can't damage with that bonus unarmed strike for brawler. You have to choose grapple, grapple or shove.
1: Yes. Uh, but it's a it's a but it's it's a, it's a bonus action for that specific purpose. Yeah. So that that clarifies that real quick. So we didn't have to let that hang over our heads. But um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Make your voices heard. Um, um. I I mean, to be fair, the only the only thing I've really really been down on, and I defended it pretty hard because I liked the change. In, I like the direction, and I hope they see, keep going with the direction of trying to change up the druid a little bit. Um, but uh, obviously, to fair, druids
0: are not in this playtest.
1: Yes. I was just saying that as one of the things that, like, um, I, I, I'm always in the why – ha- why have a revision if it's all almost exactly the same? Like, if we're going to revise, let's, let's actually try to mix it up a little bit and not cling to stuff. Like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of, like, strong reactions from people saying that, like, oh, now this, this class is worthless or now this and that. When it's like, yeah, if you look at the grand whole of things and, like, how everything is getting revised – like just because one thing isn't as good as it used to be, it's still about equivalent. Like I said, like my uh, without thinking about it, I was like, ah, tenth level is a little high for a for essentially a misty step. Yeah, and then it's like, oh well, but it's a free misty step, and also but the barbarian has literally the same thing at the same level. Yeah, like um, for one of its for one of its uh, more magically inclined uh, subclasses. So, and four levels
0: later, the multiverse becomes this <laughs> his <thing. laughs> Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be stuck in my mind for a while. <laughs> like, 14 level barbarian, what is a king to a god? <laughs> um, yeah, um, all the things that Jared said, I, I would reiterate, so this is, uh, Cavern Corner Podcast, this is our breakdown, part one for playtest, for UA playtest 7, um, Probably our next episode will be part two. Uh, we'll try to have it out more expedient this time. Um, well, at all, yeah. Pro- well, provided that you know there's not something huge and cataclysmic that we definitely got to talk about.
1: Uh, or uh, uh, basically, the the litmus test for this is if the next uh, if the next podcast in your feed after this is uh, the outlaw Johnny Black, you can forget about that play test happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If 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 we went and saw that and decided to record that instead, um, you can't blame us. Come on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean hell, there's 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 so much stuff we gotta get caught up on. We still gotta we still gotta review the, the latest season of Dragon Prince. Yeah, we still gotta watch the latest season of Dragon Prince. Yeah. <sighs> but uh yeah, you can find us any place the podcast are found. I um, was Patrick. Co-host Jared. Say bye, Jared. Goodbye from the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, Give us a like, give us a comment, give us a follow. Let us know what your thoughts were on the UA playtest. Tell us that we should be playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition instead. You're wrong, but you can say that. Um, And we will catch you next time. Peace.